1: Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Pivots
4: Welcome back to How Rude Tanaritos. We are back with the second part of our interview with our studio teacher from Full House, Adria Later. Adria is giving us all a unique glimpse into what it was really like behind the scenes of the show and being the baby wrangler for Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. So buckle up and get ready. Here's part two with Adria. Now, Jody, I think you and I went to regular public school in addition to being schooled on the set. So... Do you remember, did you go to, like, your first period of the day, or did you do all of your schooling on the set and just go to school on the hiatus weeks? I went to I went to school, I mean, because I was in elementary school, so we didn't really oh, yeah, have, like, right. periods
5: yet, a first, second, third. It was, like, I went to school until about lunch, which was, like, 11.45 or 12-ish, okay. and then my mom would pick me up. And I would work on my script in the car and I would drive, you know, from, cause we lived in Orange County, we'd drive from Orange County to um, Sony Studios, which was in Culver City, which at that time in LA, traffic was such that you could make that journey in about 45 to 50 minutes. And <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that would not be happening now.
1: <laughs> that would, you
5: wouldn't, you would not be able to yeah. do that now. Um, but I was so fortunate because, you know, we got to like have, quote unquote, normal friends and normal school stuff and be plugged in a little bit to the classroom. And then I would take that stuff, you know, for Thursdays and Fridays on tape days when we had to be there longer hours. I would take all all of those days, all those days work for Thursday and Friday and, and work on it on set.
6: Now, the reason you were able to do that and go to school for those few hours and then come to set was that your time on set could only be three and a half hours because... If you if you do go to your own school, you can't then go come to work and work eight hours. So on the days that you went to your own school, you could only be on this head for three and a half oh. hours. So you would come for a run through. and That was it. But on oh. Friday when we were taping, you had to be there all day because we right. we, we needed an eight and a half hour oh. day on you. Oh, interesting. So
4: interesting. Okay. Huh. Okay.
5: Yeah. There's all those like little nuances and things of you know how often kids need breaks and how, like how long they can work for, for like Ashley and Mary Kate at the time. What is like for, for young kids, it's like 20 minutes in front of the camera, right.
6: But broken up into. Yeah. I mean, when they're infants, actually they started at eight months old. So I think at that time, I didn't have to look back at my book. I think it's, they're allowed on the set for four hours, you know, working four hours. I think it's two hours of work and two hours of break when they're infants, like under six months old, you, you know, they can only work 20 minute increments. Right. But uh, once they were, you know, because they were eight months old, they were, they fell into that category of being allowed there for four and a half hours. Got it. And the reason we use twins is because what they could have done, they could have brought, let's say Mary Kate in at eight o'clock in the morning and brought in and Ashley brought in her at noon and then, you know, get an eight hour day out of it. But because we flip them back and forth and back and forth, every other scene, they were both there for their whole lot of time. So four and a half hours, you know, That's, and, yeah. and then it goes up to six and a half hours when they hit, I think, uh, I forget, five five or six years old. And, you know, the right. goes up. But um, they chose not to split their call, which they do on most feature films and most TV shows is they'll give a staggered call on twins right. to get a longer period of time on the set with them.
5: Right. But then you're but then you're sort of, you know, you got to keep your fingers crossed that that one particular twin is in the
6: mood to it be doing it. It's kind of day. risky. <laughs> yeah. Likely.
5: Yeah. We, if, if you try to do something right about nap time, forget <laughs> it. It's not happening.
6: No, and th- they were such good natured babies. So
5: they really. They, yeah, they absolutely were. And they
6: just became such a part of the family. Um, and and when- hey, the two of you, too. I mean, you treated them like little sisters. You know, you turn your back on them. You played with them. You sat with them. You talked to them. Mm
5: -hmm. I was very close with Ashley and Mary Kate. I mean, sort of like how Andrea and I were close. Like I, you know, sort of look to Andrea and Candace as like the older ones. Like I definitely was that to Ashley and Mary Kate. Mm -hmm. And um, oh yeah, I had, they would come to our house on weekends and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But when you had such a huge part in really, you know, Creating the fun of the Michelle character in, you know, them repeating the lines and doing all that stuff. When did you kind of realize like, oh, they were like this was becoming more than just them on the show. But because you traveled with them quite a bit.
6: Right. Uh, I want to say it wasn't until they were five years old, I think, is when they did their first movie of the week with Jeff. Jeff wrote a television movie of the week for them, followed by, I I think, two other movies of the right and then they went on to do a whole video collection right of spy you know little spy right those. they worked yeah they worked a lot they worked really hard they worked yeah. really hard
5: yeah they definitely did but yeah it was like fi- they were like 5 when they started doing all that so it was a little more towards like
6: the 4th or 5th season exactly exactly um i know after the first season f- first of all after the first month or two jeff and i talked about this he had them just paid as daily actors. They were not under contract. And I remember it was like, I don't know, three, four, five weeks into the shooting. He said, he came to me, he says, I guess I should put them under contract, shouldn't I? I said, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> think? I think Wow. Right. I had no idea. So I think originally the plan was to use babies for a certain period of time and then just flip out to older ones and old and like right. said, and then season two go to a couple of five year olds. Well, They chose not to do that on Full House, which I think was the key because America absolutely those little girls grow up right in front.
5: Yeah, they like they watched literally, you know, Michelle go from infant to toddler to little kid, and you know, they watched all of us sort of grow through just in these incredible, you know, lengths of time of like so much. I mean, such our formative years, you know, like the the things that you really remember about your childhood and so much of that.
6: I remember being in a restaurant uh, during the time that Full House was on the air. And this is before you could tape shows and go home and watch them later. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. restaurant with my family and there was a table next to me, a whole family with several children. And all of a sudden this mother said, oh my God, look at the time. Full House is going to start in 30 minutes. We have to leave now. Get the check. (laughs) And they had to rush out of that restaurant so they could go home and watch Full House. And I said, I love that. I love that. They were going home to watch the show. That's amazing. That's so great. So it I love hearing those stories. Had a had a great following that show, Full House. For re- uh, seriously,
5: and then in the later seasons, you know, we had more babies <laughs> that you worked Nikki with. Nikki and Alex. We, yeah. we had Blake mm-hmm. and Dylan, and so you know, we kind of started the process all over again. Although they weren't the same infants. Where that we used different. We went infants, and then I think we did the, skip the Renterias and were, and were the older. first
4: Nikki and Alex as infants. And then ah. the Will Hoyts were were the 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 toddler version of the right Nikki and Alex right were yeah. Hmm. yeah
5: that's right I remember I remember the Renterias
4: were you put on Nikki and Alex duty then because Mary Kate and Ashley were yes. a little bit older and could kind of manage their own lines a little bit better at that point they were,
6: they were older and we hired another dialogue coach to work lines with them because at that time they were. They were, I was not coaching them with lines. They were now saying their own lines. And so right. we brought a dialogue coach on Barbara Dowd. Barbara. Her last name. And she. Um. Um. Oh, yes. Oh, I. she was my acting teacher for a while, too. Aww. I loved working with Barbara. Wonderful woman. And she worked. Yeah. So that I could move on to working with Nikki and Alex. You know, the Wilhoyt yeah. boys. Right. Having twins on set playing brothers at the same time. Boy, that's a that's a big <laughs> ask.
5: That yeah, but, that was hard cuz you couldn't there was no swapping right. them out. It wasn't there weren't they weren't triplets or, you know, there wasn't four of them. There was two of them and both of them were on camera at the same, t- at the same time. And
4: you're working with boys was- instead of girls, which I know sometimes language comes a little bit later for boys
6: or the command of language. So I imagine it was a lot different. I mean they're they're friskier for the most part. Oh, for sure, yeah. They're sort of scattered. I, it was it was a big change working with on-set twin boys at the same time.
4: Yeah.
5: And,
6: um, did
4: your same tricks uh, work of the fruit, the dried fruit and the, the, the bracelets? That,
6: I had to make up, st- well, my sister, Rhonda, at the time, who was also a studio teacher, we brought her. Yes. On, and I think. Yeah. Rhonda was working with Ashley Mary Kate as their yes, teacher. And helping me coach the two boys. Yeah. And so, I mean, we would talk to them in the dressing room and they, all- they always wanted stories about Band-Aids and monsters and sharks and. <laughs> One time I remember we're going out onto the set to do a scene and I said, Okay, now and I think it came across on the microphone. I said, Okay, we're gonna tiptoe like sharks. I don't know, I just made that up collection. <laughs> because they liked sharks. Right. And my sister said, The audience is gonna have no idea what you're talking about. I said, They, they shouldn't even listen to me. You know, this is
5: Right, right. I, I, I have no I'm working with babies. You, do you have any idea what kind of ridiculous I'm saying?
6: Make <laughs> it up as I go along. You know, there was no set pattern, and you just You shoot from the hip when you're working with toddlers. That's what I had to do. Uh, there was a scene where we wanted to have the boys go from the crib and crawl out of the crib to walk, you know, because you know, baby toddlers eventually do that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've lived through that myself. Trying to (laughs) explain to them they couldn't get it. I grabbed Ashley and I said, Ashley, get into the crib. (laughs) She climbed into the crib. I said, and I want you to climb over the top and out of the crib, which she did. Then I put the little one in there, the boy, did exactly what she did. So um, Ashley was able to help me.
5: And then their mom was forever pissed that we
0: (laughs) taught them how to crawl out of the crib. (laughs) They're like, nah! Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp.
2: They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us.
3: Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: After Full House ended, did you... I mean, you know, like I was saying, you were working on on Hook uh, and doing other movies and stuff part of the time. But not, you know, you were Full House was kind of where you were mostly. But what happened like after the show? Did you wind up going with Ashley Mary Kate or did
6: what happened? What happened next? um, No, when the show ended, I had a falling out with the gentleman who represented them. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob. Right. And so my connection with them ended abruptly by him. He did not want me working with them, So they went on to do a lot of these little music videos and there were other studio teachers they used. I went back into the film world and did a, a number of feature films. Uh, after I did Jurassic, I started doing some of the Jurassic Park movies. I think I did Jurassic Park and Jurassic three. Ju- oh. My friend, Stephen Ray Morris would die to hear that. He's such a huge Jurassic <laughs> Park fan. I forgot you worked on that. So, so I did that. I, um I did Harry and the Hendersons. I did a really interesting film called road to perdition with Paul, Newman and, yeah. yep. and um Daniel Craig actually was in that too. Uh oh. anyway, it was it was a, a career that took me back into the feature film world. Although I did do one other series, I did two and a half men for four oh, yeah. years. Okay. With Angus Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a real nice setup because we would do we would do I think three weeks on, one week off. So we'd do three weeks in studio and then that other week he would go back to his own school. Right. We did everything by um by by fax machines. His school was very cooperative, sent me all the work. So he was right on track. So um, yeah, I mean, I I went back into the feature film world. I uh, ended up getting married and my husband and I moved to Lake Tahoe for 10 years. We lived there. And then about four years ago, I moved back to Los Angeles. Uh, we sold the home in Tahoe and my husband passed away, unfortunately, last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I've decided to work more. I actually have an assignment this week for a few days and I don't know that I'm ready to tackle a series again, but I do work and enjoy working a few days a week still in the business. That's so great.
5: I Mm. love that. You know, I I, it's funny. I I got my undergrad degree in like liberal studies with an emphasis in elementary education. And I actually wanted to be thought about being a studio teacher Mm. for a while. I really, and I I think I even may have talked to you or Laura about it and like was trying to kind of get more information about what I needed, you know, what I would need to do and after I had graduated and stuff. But it's, it's such a delicate balance because you, like, I, you know, we said, you're, you're there to protect the welfare of the kids and to teach them. But you also, you know, working within the craziness of this business, right like you have to be there to protect the kids and, and be like, nope, this is what's happening. And, uh. I just always admired you for that. You, you know, you took nobody's
6: <laughs> BS. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the safety of the children, the safety and yeah. So I mean, uh, when we were doing the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and Ki Huy Quan was my student who just won the Academy Award last wow. year.
4: Wow! Wow! Yep.
6: Excited for him. Uh, there was a scene where he, who he was about ten years old at the time, he had to run across this rope bridge over a three hundred foot gorge. And it was built by engineers. It was a very safe rope bridge, but I wasn't comfortable with it. And he and Kate were supposed to run away from the bad guys across this rope bridge. And I was, he was such a little thing. And I was so afraid for him to be on that bridge. And they're ready to roll the camera. Stephen is ready to roll. And I said, what, wait, I said, you know, I'm just, I am not comfortable with him running across this bridge with no safety line with this. It's a 300 foot drop into the gorge. So he said, okay, so the special effects guy came in and he set up all these wires and he wired key to Kate Capshaw. Now, if he had fallen off the bridge, actually, he probably would have taken her with him. <laughs> taken her with, right, right. But at least he was wired to, to an adult, so I, I right, safer. But Stephen was always great about that. If there was anything that I saw that concerned me, he would just stop and wait for it to be corrected. And and that's really great to hear because there are
5: not not everybody, you know, in this business Mm -hmm. is like that. And it's he's done so many incredible movies with so many kids. Do you I mean, have you stayed in contact with anybody else from that from any of the movies that you've worked on?
6: Um, I saw Drew Barrymore not too long ago. That was great. In fact, um, I had lunch with Ashley last year and she's told me that she ran into Drew Barrymore at Fred Siegel's years ago and she said it's funny actually said i was so nervous to talk to drew Barrymore, but i went up to her and said you know you and i had the same studio oh, teacher oh
4: and
6: I said i know we did you know since we are that's so crazy
5: i'm actually i'm i'm flying out to new york to go do drew's show so i will oh, definitely oh, wow. mention I, yeah i will definitely that's mention so it. cool oh um,
6: she she was also great great you know we had such a good time and on full on uh, et she was just six. Mm-hmm. Just six. Yeah. I remember when we finished the film and we went on a promotional tour, we flew into Oslo, Norway. She had never seen snow in her life. And I said, Drew, only you can have your first snow experience in Norway.
5: <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. Not the mountains of Big Bear or you know, anything, but like you go all the way to Norway to see
6: snow. <laughs> he was a real person. She, she thought E.T. was alive. E.T. was her Aww. friend. But Stephen had the scene where E.T., he's in this, like this contraption and he's, he's done. Oh
5: that. Oh God. Yeah. i have still to this day. I've st- I get mm-hmm. to be every time. So
6: what, so when he, when he was doing that scene, he talked to drew first and he said, so this is a scene where E.T. is so, so sick. He's going to die. And it's really sad. And the tears started to roll out of her eyes. And then Stephen went like this with his finger to roll camera. He didn't say action. He didn't say, wow, didn't wow. just right. Right. And they photographed. Drew being so sad and crying over E.T. And oh. that was one of the magic tricks of that, of that particular oh,
0: scene. Wow. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season, we're taking on WASP.
2: They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible...
3: Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I was a huge ET fan as a kid. I used to, I had the record of ET. Uh-huh. And I would sit in bed with my grandmother who was staying at her house when I was like 3 years old, which was about when the movie came out and she had broken her leg and I would drag my little Fisher Price record player into her bed and I would sit there and we would listen to ET or, you know, Snow White or something. And I loved ET, but the scene where he screamed, uh-huh. uh where he in the closet always freaked me out and I was that part so I would like grab onto her when ET screamed but i when i learned i had the same teacher as you know that did eat the movie et i was like <gasps> mm. i was very excited so i was yeah it was
6: uh like you just have had such an incredible career and i you have been lucky been really lucky it's you know I, i'll never i um, mean it's just this whole lifetime experience that i had in the film industry which was kind of a fluke because i mean i was a public school teacher and I went through a divorce and I was still teaching public school and going in at lunchtime into the lunchroom and sitting with the other studi- uh, the other school teacher ladies talking about who got benched at recess. And I thought, there's got to be more to me than this, you know, just being in the lunchroom with the school teacher ladies and and being confined to one classroom and one school. And that's when I found out that they used teachers in Hollywood and started pursuing that that direction. Mm. So I'm lucky and fortunate and was able to do some incredible projects, you know, in my years.
4: What was the most, what was the most difficult age to teach on a set elementary, high school Mm. babies?
6: I think when you get first graders, you know, most of them were not like Jody was in first grade. (laughs) uh, Some of them come having never experienced preschool. So they don't, they're not sure about their alphabet. They're not sure about certainly not reading or phonics or, and, math. and, and, and especially if you have a classroom where you have two or three or four, by law, you can have a studio teacher can have 10 children in the classroom. Wow. But if you have.
5: Even- I, I remember like extra days when we would have, you know, a classroom scene and we'd have okay. Rhonda would be there, a couple other teachers managing all the background Ooh. kids. Yeah.
6: So it's, it's difficult if you have first graders or second graders who need a lot of one-on-one instruction, especially when you have a first grader from Pasadena and you have another first grader from Santa Monica and they're not in the same schools. They're not at the same level. They can't do the same work. So I think it's more difficult working on jobs where you have multiple children at a very young age. The high school kids, and especially nowadays, I I had a show about two weeks ago and they were all high school they all come with their laptops and they all have, you know, they're linked into their school. I'm uh, In fact, now on set, you absolutely have to make sure that even when you're on location, which we were, you've got a Wi-Fi set up. Wi-Fi, right. Lock into the Wi-Fi network and the high school kids can work, you know, pretty independently. And yeah. So that makes, you know, they can just raise their hand if they have a question about an assignment or a, or a problem. But they're pretty independent for the most part, the junior high school and the high school kids.
5: Do you find that your students are... Uh, probably like everyone, all of the rest of us, much more distracted with technology and phones and all of that. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I found a way to s- screw around in a classroom b- way before, <laughs> you know, cell phones. So I'm sure that now they have those. It's you're like,
6: Come, can we please, can you stop watching YouTube? Yeah, Well, <laughs> well yeah, that, that is one of the things. Um, yeah. This project that I had a couple of weeks ago, we had all high school kids and you as a teacher you have to walk the room. You have to con-
5: Right. Yeah. What are you actually doing on your what computer? What is on your right. monitor? <laughs> right, right, right. Stop scrolling at Sephora <laughs> or looking at YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat I'll wait. Right. Yeah. yeah.
6: How long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, 6 months, um, 7 months? Yeah. Yeah. That's
5: great. Yeah, we started it this summer. We started from the very beginning and are watching each episode all the way through cuz we never watched it. Right. We never you know, we did it and then it was like, nah, yeah, I know I know how this one ends. Okay. It, it brings back so many <laughs> I don't memories need to watch myself.
4: watching ourselves as little kids. Oh my goodness, the fashion, the hairstyles, it was just it, it's it's such a treat to get to watch these episodes again and dissect them and make it fun really, of ourselves yeah. and relive all these memories. Oh
5: gosh. Yeah. Now it's fun to make fun of ourselves when it was other people doing the making fun of, not so much. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, I it's so much fun to go back and watch these and, and you know again, Adria, you were you were such an important part of our childhood and growing up and you were um yeah, I just so many of my important childhood memories are with you and I know my mom and you still stay close mm-hmm. and talk and she you know always jokingly says that you know, if you or her are thinking about each other, one of you will eventually, Aww. one of you calls almost, oh, you know, you have this little yeah. sense, but I, you have remained a big, important part of my life to this day. And I I just, I love you for mm. that. Well, I love you too. And Aww. thank you
4: for uh, having me
6: on the show. It was uh, so much fun. We, no, we love, love you. so much, Adria. We love you. We love
4: you. You're so special to us. You're like a second mom. And this is just such oh, a gift seriously. to get to talk to you today.
6: Love to yeah. you.
5: Love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Abida. <laughs> oh, that's right.
4: <fine. laughs> oh.
5: That was Ashley and Mary Kate always used to they couldn't say yeah, Adria Abida. so they called her Abida. Aww. Abida.
4: That yeah. was so sweet. That was such a great. Oh interview. my gosh. Love. She I is love the same. Her. She's exactly the same.
5: Adria has always been yeah. a badass. Like she has always been a, and again like somebody that I looked up to a woman that like was like, nope, this is what we're yeah. like I, like she said I saw there was mm-hmm. more for me. And I just like what an awesome influence to have in our lives at a young age of you know someone like that that just like went for it and you know and and was so wonderful and loving and like it,
4: she she always had the kids' know. best interests at heart and I that wasn't just her job I think she felt that intrinsically she was she, just that's like, who she yeah, is she's like that's I'm an she, advocate for these kids and she's gonna stand up yeah. to. Even the harshest producer, not on our set, but on other yeah. sets. And she's like.
5: I mean, to Steven Spielberg and to be like, this is not yeah, working. This stunt for, is like, not working for me. <laughs> that's the thing. We were always, you know, again, we had producers that never like took advantage of situations. But we all, and I remember my mom saying, I always knew Adria would mm-hmm. jump in like you were not going to do anything. There's no question. Would, you know, and it, it's so yeah. true. So true. Oh, that great was interview. so, that was awesome. I have such
4: good feelings now. Such warm fuzzies. <laughs> that
5: was a really fun conversation with someone that is incredibly near and dear to our hearts. Adria was such an essential part of Full House and of our childhoods and growing up. We are so glad that you guys got to listen to our interview with her. She's just, she's just wonderful. And I can't say it mm. enough. Uh, so, In the meantime, make sure you're following us on social media. You can follow us at Podcast on Instagram. You can also send us emails at HowRudePodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that wherever you're listening to the podcast, you're liking and subscribing so that you can get all the newest episodes as they come out. And uh, we will see you next week for another fun recap episode. And in the meantime, everybody, remember, the world is small. But the house is full
4: a plus jody sweeten thank you thank you adria s- would be proud adria
5: would be proud a plus for me yay this show is sponsored by better help it's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference